When you want to do something great, is it ever easy? Welcome to the Grow Time Business Devo, where we explore God's principles for living a high performance and a God-honoring life. My name is Kenneth Ott, and today uh, we're going to talk, we're going to be in Mark 8, and we're going to talk about verses 34 through 38. And this is where this, this is the story of, or just right after the story of where Jesus fed the, the 4,000 and then he healed the blind man. And um, it's this very kind of well-known passage. Um, but I wanted to pull some things out that I felt um, I've not always seen in, in these verses. Okay. And I'm, I'm titling this, Let Go to Let Grow. All right, verse 34. When he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what will profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And so this is Jesus speaking about taking up your cross and following him and um, losing your soul, lo- losing your life to gain your life. And, and some of these, 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 uh, these concepts that maybe you've heard for a long time, I know I have, um, but I never really, um, I always saw them as negative things. And maybe you're the same, like, but, but growing up, I, you know, it didn't sound too much fun, you know, follow Jesus, take up your cross. He, you know, he's going to die on the cross. You know, if you desire to save your life, you're actually going to lose it. Whoever loses his life, you know, will actually save it. Well, that sounds really, you know, like at the surface level, which Jesus is always super deep, right? He's always underneath the surface. But at the surface level, that does not sound fun or something attractive that I would want to do. But then I kind of, I don't know, I was just peeling back the layers. And I think uh, me as a business owner and a high performance seeker, you as that, I think that there's something, there's something here. There's actually a lot of wisdom here in not only following Jesus, but living out our mission through the marketplace, through our business, doing it at an excellent, excellent level and getting success out of it. I think there's, I think all those things are in here. And that's what I want to kind of pull out here. And so for the first verse, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And um, when you want to do something great, is it ever easy? Like most things that have a great outcome, you have to push through challenges and difficulties to actually obtain that outcome, right? The people that were mining gold in the Yukon, like 
would, you know, have to trek through the snow and the ice and the freezing cold and then mine the gold, right? Find it and work really hard and lose legs and limbs and, you know, get frostbite, all these kind of things, right? To, to get the gold, like you, the extraction process is hard. And the more I kind of looked at this verse, that's what I saw. If having purpose and doing hard things is better than having just indulgence, maybe laziness, doing what you want, and then just drifting, right? And so I think this can be applied to following the ways of Jesus. I think it also could be applied to anything that you pursue with that, that is worth pursuing with excellence. If you desire to come after Jesus, if you, desire, if you desire for something, there's going to be a cross that you have to bear, right? You need to pick it up and do the hard things to actually get there. And the, the things that Jesus talks about having for us are more valuable than even all those things. And so it's worth the effort. It's worth, worth the pain and challenge to obtain that valuable result, that nugget of gold. Um, and so I think that can be applied to business and following Jesus. And so I, that's, the, that's what I take away from that first verse. The second verse, for whoever's desire to, desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. Again, like at surface level, that does not sound fun at all. But again, we know now that I've lived 40 years and have uh, obtained some wisdom and some experience and some success and all these different things, I know that holding tightly to something gives me a higher probability of losing that thing. And that is kind of the backwards world. Letting go, it's so cliche, letting go and let God, right? But if we're believers, right? If we're on mission with God, not necessarily for God, right? We're not working for his approval, we're working with and in partnership with him. If, If that's the case, then he's the more powerful one. We have a job to do. We're made to do a job. We have a serious role in that partnership, but it is a partnership. And holding tightly to something, holding tightly to something will will increase the likelihood of you losing that thing. Letting go is actually how you gain power. And so, again, like I think there's so much just in this verse that Jesus is giving us just for our lives and our businesses and our success and and literally with our souls, our lives in pursuing the ways of Jesus. But this idea of holding tightly, okay? So if you own a business, maybe you lead people, you know that you can't do everything yourself, right? And you know that if you delegate things, those things are probably gonna not, may not be done at the level that you might be able to do them at right? Because you might be an expert at that thing. And so there's, there's like this idea of holding tightly. I coach a lot of businesses, okay? A lot of business owners, a lot of these businesses are, are pushing $100 million sometimes. And a lot of them also are a lot smaller in earlier stages. And one of the core principles of growing a business 
is to actually allow, like loosen your grip on the control aspect of what you're trying to do. And it's funny because it's exactly what Jesus is saying right here. And we see it in daily life. If you hold tightly to something, you're, you're, you're managing it. You're in a lack mindset. You hold tightly to your life, right? I want my life my way. You know, I was talk, talking to my son. My son just went into a new school. When we were, we were going through the process of deciding what school that he should attend, he had in his mind the, a certain school that he wanted to go to because a lot of his friends were going there. And we were having these conversations about, hey, I know, because I, I know the feeling like of wanting something. But now that I've lived my life and being his dad, I, you know, I realize that some, like I really, really need to want what God wants for my life because that actually is going to be the best outcome for my life. Like it is going to be better than my wildest dreams. But if I hold so tightly to what only I want from what I can see right now, it might actually be something that's way smaller than what God has for me if I would just want what he wants. But it's really hard to do. That's loosening your grip. That's letting go of your life. I believe that's some of what Jesus is saying here. I, I believe that when he's saying, lose your life for my sake, there, there might be actual losing of life, right? Like that happens. But I also think that it's, this idea of being submitted to his greater plan because his greater plan is better for us. Submitting your business and your ambitions to his greater plan. That letting go, that submission is something that I've had to do daily. I literally do it daily. I literally daily in my early mornings give my business and my ambitions to him. It doesn't slow me down and it just kind of reins me in a little bit more. Um, it gives me a bit more peace. What would it look like to have more peace as you lead a business? What would it look like? Because I know how I feel and how I felt over the years where everything was on my shoulders or felt like it was on my shoulders. And when I started to loosen that or when I have to continually condition that, I need to loosen it every day. How I started to be free, right? Because I'm not God. You're not God. Um, you're not responsible. You are responsible and aren't responsible for all these people. And what would it feel like to have the peace of, of loosening that grip? And maybe, maybe you're holding too tightly to what things need to look like, what things need to be the desires. Maybe you're micromanaging in a way that's actually having you play small. I have a friend, actually it's, a, it's um, someone that I, that I know and, and, and do some coaching with. And um, they've created an amazing business. And it is doing uh, beyond some people's even wildest dreams. And, um, and there are areas where they, they I believe they could even expand it even more. But right now they, they can't stay out of holding super tight 
to how certain things have to be done. And I believe like, and this person's amazing um, and they have a lot of talent. And so what I'm working with them on is loosening up, which may mean certain things, you know, maybe get a little messier in the short term, loosening up so that they can grow. Let go to let grow. That's where this title came from. So I think there's even just so much in that verse alone, this idea of loosening your grip and submitting for the better plan. I, you know, I'll just say one more thing on that note. I watched this show, Undercover Billionaire, right? And uh, in uh, season number two, Grant Cardone was one of the billionaires that, were, that was undercover. And I like Grant. Uh, he did, I, I saw this, this, uh, this behind the scenes with him, right? Where he did this thing where he was talking about the show. And in the show, everyone gets $100 and a car and a cell phone. That's it. And they can't use their name or anything else, right? And they have to make $100 into a million dollar business in, I think, um, 90 days or something like that. So you get 100 bucks. And um, Grant lands. And he immediately takes the $100 and puts it in a bank account, opens a bank account and puts it there. And then he goes and tries to find a place to sleep that, that night. And he ends up getting a place to sleep and someone uh, gives him you know, a, a credit to spend at a restaurant and you know, he's able to eat. But behind the scenes, what was really interesting, he said, um, and he's, Grant Cardone's a, a billionaire and, and very, very successful, right? Has a lot of wealth and resources. I'm not saying he's, I don't, I'm not speaking to anything else about him, but other than the fact that he's very successful. What he said was behind the scenes, he said, hey, I took that $100 and I wanted to get rid of it as fast as possible. I wanted to put it into the bank because I, I, I wanted to not be managing money. I didn't want to become a money manager because if I came a money manager of managing my $100 and spending a dollar here and a dollar here, then my focus would be on managing that money and not on the growth aspect, the abundance aspect of actually building a million-dollar business, which is what you have to do. You can't build a million-dollar business when you're worried about every penny in a, of $100. Because they're two different minds. They're two different levels of belief and mindset, right? That, that's not possible. Very hard. That's why, that's why um, when you hold tightly to money, it is very hard to become financially free, all right? That doesn't mean you're frivolous. But when you hold super tight to, to things, when you're counting every penny, when, you're, when your mindset is save, 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 and hold. Again, I'm not against saving things and being wise, but when it's focused there, when you're so tightly gripping on those things, then you actually don't have the mindset that actually allows you to grow into a, an abundant financial thing, whatever you're, whatever you're working on. So I thought that was interesting. I think that's, that's, um, that's coming right out of this verse. Verse 36, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? I just want to point out that as high-performance individuals who maybe probably most of you don't have outwardly Christian businesses or don't work in them and, or, or is not 
right? and, and, and that's, that's the case with us, with all my businesses, you might see, um, you might see your, yourself, your, your business, maybe your, your God life as separate things, right? Maybe your business and your ministry as separate things. Maybe you serve in church and maybe you do your business for you know, the, the remainder of the week, or maybe you, a lot of people just segregate those two sides. Um, I think the next verse speaks to that that I'm going to read here, which is for whatever, for whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, that person, Jesus will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his father with the holy angels. And so I want to point out, number one, protect our soul. Your soul is more important than any amount of money out there. And this is really important for us like kind of ambitious people because you could sacrifice your integrity really easily if you're not careful. And your integrity leads to your soul. And, you know, sometimes we want things so bad or we pursue things so hard, we compete so hard that we sometimes may consciously sacrifice integrity. And we may subconsciously or unconsciously do that just because we're going so hard. We're not acting in the character that we should or, or something like that. You know, a lot of people think rich, being rich is a bad thing. I think it's a really good thing. And we can talk about that another time. I would say rich is not bad. It's just that poor, being poor is so bad that so many will sacrifice their soul to get out of being poor, right? So rich is not bad, but being poor is so bad that so many people will sacrifice their soul, sell their soul, whether some consciously and some unconsciously, just to get out of being poor. You know, in marketing, the idea of people will pay more for pain relief rather than for pleasure. That's, that's known. That's why the pharmaceutical industry is, is the, the biggest industry. And so do not sacrifice your soul in the things that you're doing because it's more valuable than anything else. Then lastly, when it talks about being ashamed of me, then I'll be ashamed of you, I think. I think of my kids, right? Like if me as a dad, if my kids were ashamed of me, like if we were in a situation and they, dis, they felt ashamed, it would hurt a ton because I love them so much. And, um, and I would never be ashamed of them. It's kind of the same, right? Like how would it feel like if, you know, doing like not ashamed of God when we're, when we're doing our thing with other Christian people, but when we're in the marketplace, we are, right? I'm not saying that you need to like, actually don't believe the most effective way to influence people is by coming at them hard and beating them overhead with something or even be explicit with, with how, you, how you feel. You have to live that out in, your, in, in how the way God's called you. Um, but I do think that being ashamed, right? Or I don't think like Jesus says, being ashamed, being scared to even say and um, act in accordance with what, God wants how God wants you to act and and live in 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 accordance with Him and even um, even when it feels uncomfortable, 
even when you're in circles and trade shows and things like this where people are doing all kinds of other things. Um, or just looking at your business as an opportunity to minister and be a, to to be on mission with with what it's supposed to, with with uh, what your purpose is in in life, and that doesn't mean like telling people they need to get saved necessarily. That just means maybe being excellent at what you do and having integrity. And then when people ask, then they they find out. My point is is how would you feel if your kids were you know said, I love you, I love you, love you in, in one environment. And then when they're in another environment, they're like, oh no, that's, I, 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 that's not my dad. That's not my mom. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they don't know what's going on. Sometimes that happens. How, how would you feel if you heard that? Like I would feel really bad. And I feel really sad. I wouldn't stop loving them, but I feel really sad. Especially when they know that that's not what they believe, but they're doing it because of peer pressure. I think that's what us as leaders in the marketplace, in the mainstream, you know, general marketplace, I think us as leaders need to understand how to feel comfortable and not be ashamed. We don't have to make people uncomfortable unless it's, that's, unless we do, unless that's something that's important. Um, but we need to not be ashamed and be willing to be uncomfortable because of our purpose. I wasn't expecting to actually even get something as I'm reading this out of every single verse of those four verses. But I think there's just a lot here. And so um, I hope this was helpful to you. I hope you go and live out your mission at an excellent level and the mission that God has you set on and be very, very successful at that. That's what I want. And that's what I hope this helps you do with more confidence. If you would like to get these, I'm considering sending out these devos first thing in the morning. If you would like to get these, there'll be a link below where you can actually sign up and we can send you a text with these first thing in the morning, if they're helpful for you, that's when I do them. That's when I do my devotions. Um, and uh, if you'd like that, you can sign up at the links below. Or if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can actually go to the show notes and you can go to growtimebusinessdevo.com, D-E-V-O. Um, you can also go to bizdevo, B-I-Z-D-E-V-O.com. And, uh, and you can sign up there um, or at the Grow Time uh, show or at my website. So there's a bunch of places. Anyway, I hope this was helpful to you. I hope this inspires you. And until next time, thanks and never stop growing. 